I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board-certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. Welcome back to the Becoming Moms podcast. We have an incredible guest here with us today, Blessing Adesia. She is the CEO and founder of Mother Honestly and just an incredible human being. She, Mother Honestly, is this platform. I'm sure she will elaborate, but Mother Honestly is this amazing platform I followed on social media for years that really supports parents in working and balancing their work home life. How, you know, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us more about Mother Honestly. Thank you so much, Christine. First of all, thank you for having me. I can't believe you're doing this with a 10 week old. Um, you are a rock star. Um, so yeah, I mean, my name is Blessing Adesia. Like you said, um, I started Mother Honestly in 2018. So my background is in chemical engineering. So I worked in various Fortune 100 companies, um, about five of them actually, um, in the last 12 years. And in 2018, I had my second child. So my firstborn is 13 and a half right now. And my second is four and a half. So there, there was a huge age gap. And I had a lot yeah. of support with the first one um, when she was growing up. So with the second one, now I'm remarried. And now I have two kids and my husband and I, we both have really amazing careers. We were already, you know, um, in senior leadership and just really excited, right. About this new child. Um, and that was when it hit me that, whoa, this stuff is hard, right? I started (laughs) having to plan who was going to stay home because a few times I would have to travel. I would have to, I was leading a North America, um, businesses, and so I'd have to travel and it just didn't make any sense. Right. Like right. I had a baby. I have a, at that time it was a nine year or 10 year old. And so it was really, really tough. And that was when I started telling myself that if I'm feeling this way, um, then I bet there are millions of women that are finding it difficult to combine work and family effectively. Yeah. And then, you know, I started having conversations with various mothers across the United States and even around the world. I said, share your stories. Tell me why you left the workforce, right? Um, because I reached yeah. out to a few moms who had MBA degrees, who were smart and ambitious women, and they just couldn't figure it out. So they were forced yeah. out of the workforce or pushed out um, because of the lack of family-friendly policies or because there was no opportunity to progress in their career. Mm-hmm. And it was an ha moment just sitting down and collecting, you know, if you went to business school, it's collecting the voice of the customer and saying, wow, there's so many similarities, right? Yeah. Um, and the similarities was that women were doing too much. Women were cooking, cleaning, running errands, and really and truly, you know, they were the default parent, right, for yeah. their kids. They were also the default, you know, um, meal planner and the chef. They were the default everything. 
And so it wasn't making any sense to me. So I started Mother Honestly as this place where women could come together and talk about how to approach their lives in motherhood and work. And we started, you know, just with having conversations and posted, you know, I was writing on post-it notes, I'll never forget, at a coffee shop. And it was just like six or seven of us. And um, two weeks later, we had a huge event of 100 women. And six weeks after that, we had a huge event of 300 women from all over the country who were basically just saying, can we start talking about how effing ad it is to, to, you know, to shoulder the responsibilities of our society, the responsibilities of our home and still work. Right. Because if you look at it, if if you look at the statistics, 70% of women are breadwinners or core breadwinners. Right. And then these women are also the one turning around to cook and clean. And then we've not even talked about the women that, you know, quote unquote, stay home and the amount of work that they're shouldering. So that was how Mother Honestly came about. And it's been an exciting journey. I had to leave my corporate work in 2020 when COVID hit to fully support women because I just didn't, I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. Um, and yeah. now we reach over a million mothers through our podcast, through our various platforms, through the workplace. And um, we also have expanded to providing benefits to employers so the idea is how do we build a workplace that cares right how do we build a caring workplace and how do we build employees or how do we support employees to better serve their partners so whether you're male or female how do you support one another um at home so those are the things that we're doing i'm super excited about it that's wonderful so you started with in-person events yes that's incredible the, the interesting thing about, I felt like, you know, we all were on this trajectory and it seemed like things were getting better for women for a long time. And then I feel like the pandemic really set us back. You know, so many of us had to leave the workforce because of childcare and so many childcare, so many people who work in the childcare industry have left. And it's a, it's a, you know, anytime there's a kind of a crisis, there's also an opportunity to to build better. And I feel like Mother Honestly is taking up that call and trying to help individuals and businesses meet the needs of the, a very skilled group of of uh, people. Absolutely, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's the pandemic. I think definitely forced open all the things that we were hiding. Right. Um, Or or, or maybe we chose not to talk about. Right. Um, Because when you look at the workplace, for example, how many of you would go to your workplace and say, oh, my word, I, you know, I didn't get any sleep because I was breastfeeding all night in a meeting. Right. They'll be like, why are you why are you giving us that information? Um, But think about it. Right. Isn't that information relevant? Um, Because. Right. That affects that person's ability to do their best work. If yeah. you've been up all night breastfeeding, um, and that tells me that, you know, why we, you know, expecting a woman who just had a baby to be in the, to be in the meeting or to be in the office yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so those are the issues that I think the pandemic definitely made bare um, that, you know, women, this is unsustainable. Women have been children too much 
yeah. we have been holding the society, um, you know, in our hands because we, you know, that's culture. That's how we've been, yeah. that's what we've been told. That's the lie we've been told that we needed to take care of our family, that we need to take care of our homes, that we needed to, you know, sign up for PTA and we needed to be the one, you know, um, volunteering at the library and doing all of these different yeah. things. And so we're keeping society running and then we're still expected to bring home, you know, at least, you know, 50% of the income. And so, you know, the question is why, why are we doing this to women in a society that is as developed and as progressive as the United States? Yeah. Um, so, so those were the things that I think the pandemic forced us to really look at. Um, and yeah. I think what honestly is response to that is, well, we need to build a care infrastructure that allows women and families to thrive and flourish. Um, because if women can't flourish, then, you know, it's exactly why we're seeing the mental health, you know, um, problems in the, in this country go up. It's exactly yeah. why we're seeing, you know, um, childcare costs, you know, go up and drive women out of the workforce. Childcare, I think the cost of childcare has risen by 41% since the pandemic, you know, and we know that the only people that are going to suffer from that are women, right? Because it's it's just going to be a game where we look at the paycheck and we're like, okay, well, your paycheck is not as high as mine, so yeah. therefore you stay home. So it's yeah. this back of the napkin, you know, calculations that will continue to set women back. So those are those are the reasons why Mother Honestly is basically, you know, saying, look, we have to tackle these problems and yeah. we need to stop talking to ourselves. Because yeah. it's not going to help us out, right? Like you and I sitting here and saying, oh my word, you know, this is so bad. What yeah. are we going to do? And then going back to doing dishes, you know? Um, so now we need to like start talking to stakeholders, policymakers. Yeah. Um, we need to start talking to employers. We need to start saying, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Because women hold the, you know, we are holding the bachelor's degree. We are, you know, we are over half of the workforce. Yes. And and you're treating us this way. So having yeah. that conversation is very important to mother honestly. That's wonderful. So I want to go back to your own experience um in navigating, you know, your your career. Was there anything that surprised you about navigating work and having a family? I think the biggest thing that surprised me was how I quickly sort of, you know, became this person that I didn't recognize, yeah. right? This person that wanted to prove myself at home. And, and I didn't know why. And I think it was, it's, it was because I saw the way my parents, you know, interacted. I saw the way my aunts interacted with their yeah. partners. And I thought that was going to be my life, that I was going to be this high-powered, amazing woman that would have it all. You know, I would <laughs> wear my nice powered suit um, and then as soon as I come back, I would, you know, cook the meals and clean up and do all those things. And I tried, believe me, I did all those things and I was burning out big, yeah. big time. I mean, I was literally lining myself in the hospital. And one day I looked, I, I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what, this is, this is, this is not sustainable. I, yeah. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, and so my husband and I, we had a, you know, we had a conversation and we said, look, we have to, we either have to, one, get help, or two, you know, make sure that you're doing, you know, a fair share. Yeah. And, you know, 
thank God I married a good man because at least we were able to divide, you know, the responsibilities in a way that made sense. Um, and we were also able to get some support in the household. Yeah. And I think that really helped me because I don't know if I would have, I, if I would be able to start Mother Honestly while run, while working full time, if I didn't have that kind of support system. And so that yeah. really opened my eyes to this idea that every single family in America needs a support system. Yeah. And unfortunately, that support system is no longer there. You know, there's no village. And yeah. so we sort of need to create our own village. And yeah, you can only get a village right now if you have money, right? Like you have to pay for that village. hundred yeah, percent. It's no longer free um, because yeah. we live in a capitalist society. And because quite frankly, no one should be doing unpaid work yeah. because the, the village that we talk about are usually women, right? Yeah. A lot 100%. of women, a lot of women of color, a lot of, you know, uh, grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we say, oh, you know, go watch your granddaughter and, you know, and you go, you know, we're going to pay you $10 an hour. And so these are the issues that we, yeah. um, you know, that I, I, I was surprised by <laughs> when, when I, you know, when it was time to navigate working family. And I guess, you know, the problem solver that I am, I decided I was going to do something about it. And, and, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm, it's interesting. Even when you have a 50-50 split in your household, it is too much work for two people, <laughs> you know, it's, if you both, if you both work and I mean, there's just so much that needs to be done. It's, you, you know, in order to have, um, to feel like you're on top of everything and you're not constantly behind, you have to have help and that's paid help. And it's just, we're just furthering this gap between the haves and the haves nots because you cannot get your head above water without help these days. There's too much work. There's too much work to be done. And I think that there's a lot that we can, you know, when, when two partners work, we now live in a society where the walk around the house is intense and children need more from their parents these days than it was in the past. You know, these kids are wanting to be future Olympians, whether it's we as parents who want that or they want that, you know, we are moving from cycling to swimming to gymnastics to piano to mandarin to French. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that kids are now involved in. And work is becoming more intense, right? I think with tech and everything, a lot of people are just working longer hours it's no longer making sense, right? There's no yeah. longer nine to five. People are walking around the clock. People are taking their phones home, laptop homes to finish stuff. Um, and so we have to, you know, my I always say we need to acknowledge the reality yeah. that there's a lot of work around the house. Even when we both do it, it's still a ton of work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's how I approach it. What do you want expecting parents to know about having a career and a family life? I think if you're expecting, I think the first thing you need to know is the help is not coming. So if you were, you know, planning in your mind, you were excited about this, you know, upcoming, you know, this new baby, or you are trying to get pregnant um, and you think help is coming. I think, you know, I just, I'm just being very real and very honest that help is not coming. Um, and, and the reason help is not coming is because there is more work than you think. 
um, in parenting, especially if you plan to work. It's if you don't plan to work, there's still much work that you think. Um, so yeah. definitely being, um, you know, be, be aware of that reality. And I think the other reality is you need to already have the conversation about how you're going to divide the household responsibilities. Yes. Um, gone are the days where it's just, oh my God, I love you. And we're going to have the most amazing kid now. Yeah. No, you, if you've negotiated something else in the past where you were the one cooking, cleaning and doing all that, you need to renegotiate before the baby comes. Yeah. Um, so we negotiate with your partner and say, which part of this are you going to do? These are all the things that we need to accomplish, um, right now. And then these are all the things we need to accomplish when the baby comes. And yeah. so which one of these, um, are you going to be picking up? And so both of you can then decide who is doing what, when, and how, and agreeing on that standard of care is so important, right? It's not just, oh yeah, I'm going to be doing drop off and pick up, right? But then you're going to, you know, pick up late, or, or drop off late. So yeah. everybody needs to agree on what the standard of care will be um, for cleaning, for cooking, for taking care of the kids, for running errands, meal planning, grocery shopping. We all need to sort of standardize this um, and say, this is how we're going to run a household and this is what's, what it's going to look like. Um, those are concepts that I started utilizing in my day-to-day life to yeah. say, what is the standard of care? We actually have a toolkit on this Um on modernhonestly.com slash toolkits. And it's really about how do we want to make sure that you and I are on the same page as parents Yeah. when these baby comes, right? That. So that we're not, you know, you're not going off this tangent and I'm here. And I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm resentful. I'm exhausted. Exactly. I am. The resentment upset. proves if you yeah. don't have this conversation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there are times I remember when, you know, I, when I have, you know, when I had my, my son, I would be like, why is he sleeping? You know, like, mm-hmm. gee, I'm here. I'm not sleeping. Um, but, you know, you need to agree on those kind of things. They're subtle, um, but it's the work is really in the subtle details, right? It's yeah. in the, you know, trash. It's in, you know, the meals that were not cooked properly. There's just a lot of different things, right? Yeah. The work is really hiding in those places. So that's my advice is, you know, get, first of all, help is not coming. And two, it's, you know, negotiate or renegotiate the deal with your partner, um, the the care deal that makes sense. And I think if I'm going to have a third one is if you can afford it, get help. I mean, as much as I love the division of labor and my husband and I try to do that, um, we still need to consider the fact that um, there's just too much work. And if you're like yeah. me and you have four kids and you're running a tech and media company, then, you know, you, you can't possibly be, you know, doing childcare, cooking, cleaning and all that um, on a daily basis. Absolutely not. It's not possible. And I think that's part of the problem. You know, um, my next question is, do you believe it's possible to have it all? And I think that that's the that's almost the the big lie that we were all told. I mean, I was just about to say, and I'm glad you said that's the big lie because I was going to say, I don't believe in that shit. Um, No one, no one can have it all. When we we tell ourselves that, can we have it all? What we're really saying is, can we, you know, do all the exhausting things and do the work and, and, and by, by doing both, 
right? By doing all the chores, the childcare and all that and going to work, whether it's full-time or part-time or working from home or hybrid, whatever the situation is, by doing all of that and exercising and, you know, looking fit, all of these things, you know, that we can do it all. I think it's, I think it's, you know, like you said, it's the biggest lie that we've told women. Um, And I I tell people, please don't tell me um, that you have it all because you don't. It's not possible. It is not possible to have it all. If you're having it all, you need to check yourself right now into a hospital, get your eye blood pressure checked, get your sugar levels checked, do all the health scans because girlfriend, you are probably going this way. Right. You are breaking your back and it's not going to serve you well 10, 20 years from now. So what I preach now is rest. If you can't, if you can't do the cooking, if you can't do the cleaning, um, if if it, if it hasn't been decided who is going to do what, you need to practice rest. Um, yeah. You know, kids are going to be fine eating, you know, very very nice blue apron meals if you can if you can get that done or a right. splendid spoon or whatever it is, right? Like, we got something out there, but don't you know opt for I'm going to do home cooked meals every day. And then I'm still going to go into the office and, and, and knock things out. It's just not possible. Yeah. So I have seen so many women, right, land in, in the hospital because they attempted to do it all for years yeah. and didn't realize that they were, you know, that they were on the brink of, of death, literally, literally. Yeah. And, and your life. experience of this one precious life matters too, right? This, you can't. You can't do all of the things and also be happy and fulfilled if you're just doing. Exactly. Just, life is not about execute, doing all the things, right? you know? So what's the point of having those kids if you're not going to exactly. sit down and enjoy them? Um, exactly. Or if you're going to kill yourself before they actually grow up? Um, yeah. So, you know, I look back and I see, you know, our parents and I always wonder why, you know, there was a lot of resentment, you know, between my parents. Now I get it. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish you took that time for yourself. Yeah. You know, I wish you invested that time in you. I wish you invested that time in various amazing experiences. Um, and so we need to elevate women's lives. Yeah. We need to elevate women's life at home. We need to elevate women's life, you know, in our society. We need to elevate women's life in the workplace. And yeah. we're not, you know, our lives are not going to be, we wouldn't, we won't, we want to achieve that elevation if we are constantly churning out work. And that's yeah. what society as, as, as that's where they want us. Right. If you look at everything happening here in America, where, you know, there's a lot of people who have decided that we're just going to start taking away rights from women. Right. But yeah. they know that women are not going to fight back because guess what? You don't have time. Yeah. You don't have time. I call it the NFTs. No fucking time. Yeah. You don't have time. We are like the it's new. It's awful, generation. but it's, it's, I'm laughing because it's brutally true. It's, it's, you don't have time to fight. You know, yeah. we have, a, you know, I co-founded a, the care force and chamber of mothers and we would, you know, come up with all the different things that we're going to do and da, 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 we're going to put all these plans together. Yeah. And half of the time, you know, baby's crying in the background and, you know, we are, wait, let me, let me, you know, the pizza guy's calling. I'm going to go pick it up. There's just a lot of things that we're doing. Well, not even when we plan on executing, we can't execute properly. They have yeah. us where they need us, cornered, 
we're, we're drowning and we're trying to build a ship. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, the, 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 you know, various nations across the world have benefited from the unpaid work of women. And they're yeah. not going to let that go. I mean, think about it. That's why slavery lasted for as long as it lasted. Yeah. Because, you know, gee, if I'm benefiting from free labor, why, why, why do you want to take that away from me? Yep. And that's exactly what is happening to women. It's, you know, society, men are benefiting from the unpaid labor of women. And so we have to, you know, we have to take our power back. And the only yeah. way we can take our power back is by giving them their own fair share of work. And that's why I tell women, give, let them have their fair share of work. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So t- tell me, what is your hope for the next generation, for our children in regards to this, you know, whatever you want to call it, work-life balance, life? Mm. <laughs> what is your hope for, for them? Oh, I think my hope for women and for our next generation of children, um, I think it's, you know, it's, I think it's, I'm hoping that, you know, the next generation understands the value of care. Yeah. Um, that he understands that, you know, you, it's not about, it's not just about projects and, you know, money and all of these different things. It's also about the people that we care about. Yeah. Um, whether that's our partner or, whether that's our partner or, you know, um, our children, it's, it's not about, it's not just about those things, but it's also about valuing care. So I'm hoping that men can value care as much as women do. Uh, Because if we achieve that, we would have solved for a lot of the problems that we have today. Yeah. Um, We would have solved for men doing their own, you know, fair share of work at home, we would have solved for women being treated fairly in the workplace. Yeah. We would have solved for, you know, um, supporting caregivers, people that care for our kids. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that we will achieve when we really and truly embrace care um, in the workplace and when we embrace care at home and we value it. And it makes sense. My friend Eve, I just watched the um, Fair Play documentary and she said something that I've always, that she's always said. But I think seeing her, watching her in that video um, really made it, you know, it struck a chord in me that our moonshot, where we really want to go yeah. is when an hour of holding your child's hands in the in a pediatrician's office is as valuable as an hour in the boardroom. Yeah. Right. Think about how powerful that is. Yeah. And when, when men can value that, right. When they can say, you know what, we can have this board meeting on Tuesday because I'm going to have to take my son to the pediatrician's office for his shots. Yeah. And he's going to need me to hold his hands through that. So we're going to have this meeting next week. Yeah. That is the moonshot. Yeah, I, you know, it's, um, I think we have to have a reckoning as a society. What are we doing this all for, you know? And that's the tricky part of a capitalist society is 
you know, the, the bottom line is the most important, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think as individuals, we have to take a look at the system that we've all been caught in and ask ourselves, what are we doing this for? You know, profit for profit is not, uh, enriching our lives. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a sickness that we need to heal from. And I look at, so my husband, I've never, you know, he is a 50, 50 partner Mm -hmm. and I've sometimes wondered why, why did he just, you know, it's not something I had to teach him how to do. It's just the way that he was. And I look at his mom and his mom has, uh, had an incredible career, just an incredible career. And she has, she has built, um, you know, a, a reputation for herself and she has, she has come from, you know, the, the projects in New York to building, you know, multi-million dollar companies. And I think that we have to realize that as mothers, when we, when we honor our career or whatever our purpose is, and we lean into our purpose as mothers, but also as individuals, we are showing our sons, especially the importance of women aside from their role as, as mother and wife and sister and friend. And that's what I think we need to do. We have to, women have to be seen just like men are as individuals and not just as mothers and not just as wives. Cause right now we're still being seen very much as vessels to carry children and, and take care of children. And we're never going to get any further until we're, we're seen as human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the fight, right? That's the, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, a podcast like this newsletters, books, documentaries, all the things that we're all doing and showing our young boys and girls, you know, what we believe in and what we believe to be true. I think all of that is all going to come together, hopefully one day in the future um, for our children. And I think when we win this war on women, it will be because of little of efforts like this, right? It will be because of this podcast. It will be because of, you know, mother, honestly, it will be because of, you know, people like your husband um, that does his own fair share. It will be because of your mother-in-law that has made that possible just by demonstrating and showing, you know, what, you know, women can be when they actually lean in into, you know, care, when they lean in into their own ambition and their own goals. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the future. I think our kids are going to be fine. Um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to all the, amazing things that it will accomplish whether I'm here or not right (laughs) (laughs) hopefully yes hopefully yes we'll see (laughs) all right blessing well thank you for for talking to us today this has been such a uh, a wonderful um and very honest conversation I really appreciate that I think that that's what people need you know but where can we find more of you absolutely so I am at blessing.adeshion um at um, on on Instagram, which is where I'm most active. Bless Nadeshion on LinkedIn, and you can find Mother Honestly everywhere at Mother Honestly. Um, we are active on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and our website. So we support a lot of you know amazing um, women, caregivers, employers, ERG groups. Just super excited um, for you know all the things that we have in the pipeline to support caregivers in the workplace. 
And we will link to that toolkit you mentioned, motherhonestly.com slash toolkit. We will link to that in the show notes. Um, and y- y'all have to go check out the Mother Honestly website. There's a lot of resources there. And you can um, you know, learn more about this amazing movement that Blessing has started. Yay, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you were looking for more support from me during your pregnancy journey, head over to sterlingparents.com to learn more about our membership. The Sterling Parents membership now comes with a private Instagram account where members can send me direct messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pregnancy is hard. You deserve support. Head over to sterlingparents.com to get the best support available for your pregnancy.